kind of skipped over it when it happens. But I think if you do the deep dive into it, you will see what kind of massive company is, is, is behind it and, and what kind of verticals they serve. And then you will understand yeah, how it's not the UST from Terra, mind you. No, it's a no, different, it's not. Uh, different UST. Okay, so 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 really quickly, we've partnered with UST, a leading digital transformation solutions company, to provide a technical integration and tokenization services to central and commercial banks and capital markets participants. Ladies and gentlemen, Quamrad, Quamfi Show is back. I'm back. Good to see you're back. And as you can see, this is uh, the Christmas special 2022. And this is uh, first time we're together since I left in the English capacity. We recorded the Dutch episode last week, uh, which was interesting. So good to be back. And um, we got an, uh, an interesting episode ahead. We're going to have a, a look at what happened in 2022. Um, Juan did as well with their advent. Uh, we're a little bit disappointed. We're going to be talking about that as well. Mm. And there's also a lot of FUD going on regarding exchanges. We're going to address that as we did in the Dutch show. Uh, so we're going to go over this. And there's CBDC news, as you can see in the title. Um, there's a lot more buzz about CBDCs last year, and 2023 is the year that it's finally going to happen. Blackchain uh, is, is obviously um, the first uh, within our ecosystem, I think, to go live. But there's also some interesting news about Project Hamilton, um, and then Gilbert made some uh, some very bold statements. So we're going to have a look at that. Same as price, we're going to make an effort to make it all a little bit more structured. And there will be a short video created of this one. Um, at least I'm going to try. <laughs> and that will be uploaded um, the Monday after, um, after this. This will air on Thursday, 1800. And this is going to be our new programming. So every other week, you're going to get an English episode. And it's going to be the even weeks. And the uneven weeks are going to be the Dutch episodes. So you're going to get a comfy show episode in your language every week but a new one every other week as for the logistics tim how are hello you merry quantmas to you all merry quantmas uh, yeah we're coming to you at quantmas eve uh, as a special present and i'm just really really glad to have yarna back on the show and to announce season two uh we're starting again <laughs> Two months uh, have passed, and uh, well, we're back, luckily. Pretty much in the same structure, uh, but some things will be different. We're trying to uh, make, it, make it a bit more organized. We have learned our lessons from the past season. We are uh, rebooting everything, and well, this is our Quantum's present. And yeah, um, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's been two months since, well, last time I really spoke to you all. I did some. Uh, I did some blogs because we now also have our own very own website, theconfishow.com. Um, yep. I've already written two blogs, but it's kind of well, it's a time-intensive 
uh, efforts. You, you need to know what you're doing. So I've posted two of them and I will be back with more content, but I still need to find some inspiration for it. Um, there'll, there'll be content enough in the future, I'm sure. Ex exactly. So yeah, that's what I, I've been doing past two months, just living my life, continuing everything, seeing the prize moon after uh, we, uh, we left around the 10th of October. A week later, uh, we had uh, we hit the $230, $240 mark. And now we're all the way back to $100. So that's interesting, or 100 euro. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I'm, I'm okay, really. Just living my life and being a bit dis, well, unhappy with everything that, that one did the past two months. And uh, I will be uh, using this show as a way to vent my frustration. Yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, and... how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Um, I'm good. It's, uh, been a crazy ride last couple of months for me um got sucked into something galileo in this case really quickly uh which started as a as a favor for uh for a friend and um, that escalated snowballed down the hill and um before i knew it i was in a role um it took up a lot of time and a lot of different things and in the end, I just realized that I stopped all those things for reasons. And the Quanfi Show was a product of that. And um, when I started to prepare a podcast um, for Galileo, I realized, okay, I really want to be here. So I'm back. And um, no regrets. Updated uh, the setup a bit. Some very nice litter beam lights got a beautiful mic green screen behind me which is nice because leon is wrapping gifts behind me <laughs> and uh yeah all upgrades also to the formula we defined what we want to cover a little bit better and yep. we called it the quamfy lifestyle um, this was always the plan but we kind of got stuck in, in, in covering uh, only the latest quant novelties. And in the future, we'll be um, expanding our horizon a bit. So we'll still be going deep, but we're also going a little bit more wide. Um, as we initially planned, so looking at the diversification things, um, looking more to the broader ecosystem and, and expand our discussion on that, um, it will still be um, all quant related yeah so you're gonna have quant in the center and you're gonna have like two rings outwards um that, that we will cover and um we'll see what that will look like same as with the structure um yeah we're gonna we're gonna have an introduction then we're gonna have a main topic we're gonna try and tackle that topic in 10 minutes and then we're gonna have 20 minutes of discussion afterwards and the first 10 minutes could then be short and we'll have two of these uh, in one episode, um, in the middle, we'll be talking price and, um, and other more arbitrary, but not so arbitrary um, things. And we'll end with a funny and all in all, an episode will be one hour to an hour and a half. Generally, uh, we're going to attempt to get more guests on, looking at their investment decisions, their projects, and um, 
how they view their their, their life, their investment, and and this will Definitely. obviously get 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 more interesting when markets recover a bit more because there's a lot of doom and gloom going around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, trying to um, how do I say level up a bit. No longer That's... a wife beater, wearing a polo, sitting in a chair. I see my lovely daughter ate lamb and she smeared her hands on my chair again. I cannot unsee this. I'll be looking at this the rest of the episode, and so will you, most likely. Um, yeah, so we're we, we, we here. cannot really see it, but yeah, we just used the time that well, journal was away. Um, in the meantime, we were already well, kind of slowly, gradually making plans for a, a possible return. And we just used those two months, well, just to reevaluate, stop the time, um, look at what we have been doing. We had a, a very, very high output of content. Uh, every four days, there was, there was a gap of like four days between the last time we spoke to each other and then the new episodes, or five days, I think. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, oh, six days. No, my, my, no. So, never mind, never mind. We're, 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 we're going to one recording a week now, at least. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, we we, we, we can edit this too. So, so we completely reevaluated our strategy. And um, we're just going to do things a little bit different. Um, focus a bit more on quality. Although we just already messed up. So we just buy ourselves <laughs> a little bit more time. And, and, and that's also what happens during a bear market because frankly, there isn't much news. And I don't think that we should be having a very high output of content if there is nothing to cover. Because at this point, we have covered all the essentials of quant and we can still go deeper and deeper. Um, but we can now widen or horizon and that's what we will be doing during season two okay um that's that yeah some things so, happened in the past two months and i think uh, we should discuss them yeah um first thing on the agenda is obviously something that wants uh shared yeah and that's the the looking back at 2022 the quant advent um, not gonna lie there were some expectations there definitely that, were some expectations. i mean i mean the, technically the advent is still not done right so there can still be interesting updates news what some of what sits but yeah no, the, the, the window of opportunity is fading pretty quickly especially since Gilbert tweeted this afternoon that he's wishing everybody uh, nice Christmas holidays and they'll be back in 2023. So don't expecting any nukes anymore. Um, but the advent was a little bit of it. I mean, most of you guys have seen it. It was actually only a rehash of everything they did, every article they published and um, all their achievements over the year. Um, so if we look back really quickly, we had a strong year in 2022, establishing many foundational activities, helping our customers realize their ambitions for digital assets and tokenization. The Open Ferdinand shares his top eight accomplishments for the year. Um, so they're, they're, they're talking about growth. So they're expanded their team by 
Um, does that mean that their team grew one and a half times or did 74%? I, I don't know. It's numbers. Tim, help me. We've expanded our uh, team to 74%. So if it grows like 100%, it doubles. So it didn't double, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> So okay. if you take the current team, yeah. So if they had fifty, that, yeah, they, yeah, they grew this year. More people, yeah. more engineers, uh, more people in marketing. Well, that's definitely something we noticed. Yeah, and yeah, they've just been gradually building, which is mm -hmm. nice, honestly. I mean, if, if you look at current economic conditions and the fact that most companies are now laying off staff. It's a pretty bullish sign that they're still hiring people, that their demand is still growing. Yeah, that's not too bad. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and of course, overledger improvements. Uh, this is a little bit, I mean, they got 22 new releases, but be honest, were they real all super high-end, super valuable? Eh. Not no, so sure, especially no, no, no. especially the last five, four. I think Maybe. since September we haven't really got any meaningful updates. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's yeah, it's almost exactly. Almost but we did get the QRC twenty tokens and the QRC seven twenty one, which is really nice. Uh, which which they openly use. admitted to be a better really function. Yeah, it, it's literally there. You can read it. We already knew internally that it was in a beta. But now they openly admit it. Um, I think it's under the tokenized section somewhere, but they say it's in beta. And they didn't say that at first openly. And we yeah. knew it internally. There were some rumors that it was in beta, mm -hmm. but they say it, which is okay. interesting though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so every two weeks, new functionality. We knew this blockchain based payments. Release or overledger endpoints to perform blockchain-based payments, and there's still this 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 difference, right, between overledger enterprise and community. Yep. And it 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 seemed I discussed this with Boss from QuantaScan, uh, who's also part of what we call our think tank. That's the team behind the scenes. You guys are great, by the way. Shield with all the, the graphical things and and, and, if, and Boss if, for if the those guys stuff and those. If those guys weren't there, I doubt if we could deliver. At, yeah, yeah. At, at the frequency, yeah, they're, they're, at the frequency and the quality that we do now, I, I, there's, I there's such it. a such a great team also for feedback because they're all for like like really mature guys with a lot of experience in many fields, and then yeah, it's it's they, a brilliant. They, they team. don't care what other people think of their opinions; so they're always honest, which is really helpful, and and their work outputs like great. I mean, Shield Man. The guy that's doing all our uh, our graphics works. Um, if, if we ask him to do something, it's done within 24 hours. It's always it's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it really is insane. And also so one of the, the most knowledgeable. He's also one of the most knowledgeable members of our community. So that's a double blessing. Uh, <clears> it's uh, yeah. a really nice group of guys, and uh, happy with them. Or okay, sure. Uh, back to the. Your yeah, PC. so user interface, uh, better varied version of tokenization API. Uh, interesting, is this then also community facing or is this also enterprise? I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a little bit hard to 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 assess whether things are public or private because 
not many people are using the public, but the people who use it say it's broken as shit. Yeah. Oh, demonetized. And so. <laughs> bum, bum, yeah. bum. Bum, bum, bum. And, and yeah, obviously the new networks, which is, which is cool. Um, engineering teams and processes updates, which is also cool. The King's College London course. Um, it's a little bit quiet in that regard for a while now, but how, how many people rolled in 1,200? Well, it's there. Over 2,300 people have taken okay. the course, ranking highly. Yeah, or so so, so that actually doubled since the last update I got. That's like two months ago. Pretty cool. And no, I mean, most of the year it's been around the 2,000 mark. A couple of oh, hundred really? more people uh, have joined. But really? it's still I a good it... thing. I mean, I mean, it's it, it's one of the things that marks 2022 in, in, in Quant's perspective, if you ask me. There, there are some things I would say tokenized the DLT force. Um, those were like the two intrinsic overledger things that we got. Okay, mm. sure, we, we did get some extra overledger functionality. And then all, all of the rest is, is more, well, promotion, marketing. And the UST partner that, that will come further in this message. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, uh, lag chain, and it's going to be second part of this episode. It's going to be about lag chain in a degree as well, because Latin American dollar coming and next year. Yeah, and and lag chain in itself, they're on mainnet right now, and 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 and, and they're making moves, right? Uh, we, they are. We'll, we'll post this episode. Can you make a note, uh, Tim? Because we went into Lagchain in depth a couple of times. Um, but they are actually making the world a better place, which is which is really cool. It's also the FinTech for Good initiative thing that you see coming across your screen regularly. And this is a big part of this. Um, and yeah, they revitalized their brand, marketing, communications, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Ba-bam. Cyboss, obviously, Digital Assets Summit. So they've been around, even though they apparently didn't have a boot, and that's a really big problem. And and then yeah, the, the partnership, right? So UST is is getting the spotlight now, but Oracle. My God, Oracle! If half of what we think is going on is actually true. And we said this about Sia and Nexi as well. And that got even bigger after we said it. Um, this, this is just crazy. 30,000 employees in 25 countries. Um, they're actively talking uh, about tokenizing, well, pretty much everything uh, in, the, in the financial world, which is really cool, uh, very well connected. So yeah, another behemoth on board, and then yep. I'll, uh, I'll I'll put this in the in the description as well, so you can read the entire article in case you missed it. Yeah, that's that's one of the notable things that happened in the past two months. I kind of skipped over it when it happens, but I think if you do the deep dive into it, you will see what kind of massive company is is behind it and and what kind of verticals they surf and then you will understand <laughs> yeah how it's not the usd from terra mind is. you no it's a no, different it's uh, different usd okay so 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 really quickly 
We've partnered with UST, a leading digital transformation solutions company to provide a technical integration and tokenization services to central and commercial banks and capital markets participants. Um, and this is a quote from Daniel Field. He's the head of blockchain. Built with financial institutions in mind. Quant Overledger's API gateway is the perfect foundation to bring the benefits of blockchain to a multitude of businesses in this sector. Um, which is a pretty big statement. Uh, again, this is in the, in the description. Um, have a look. While you're scrolling down, like, subscribe, um, share, comment, all those things will help us out tremendously. Um, but just, just subscribing and, and watching is, is wonderful. Thank you. Um, and look into the future. Let's, uh, let's read this out. I'm, th <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm very grateful to the team at Quant for all their support. We've built an incredible foundation to unlock blockchain and realize the future finance. We have so much to look forward to in the months ahead. We want to unleash additional solutions for developers, and there are exciting projects in the pipeline, as well as new capabilities planned for Overledger. The market is ripe for easy-to-use, low-code, secure DLT solutions, and we're in a great place for continued growth. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. So, <sighs> looking back, does it doesn't look like much, but like I said, man, we're just looking at Oracle and what they're also doing, um, and, and and the UST, and then the Nexi, and then Lackchain. It's like the layer cake is getting so high that the things at the bottom are struggling, right? I mean, CEO was the yeah. biggest that nobody's talking about C anymore, even though they connect the entire fucking world. We're just moving on to the next one, but all the all the layers of the cake are like almost equal in size, if not bigger. It's like like an inverted pyramid. It is. It's, it's literally those layers of, of sediments that are, well, continuous, continuously adding to this, well, the, this platform that we call Overledger. And, yeah. um, and well, if you, if you look at Gilbert's like, final statement and he said that, well, it was a nice year, he doesn't really make any concrete promises for the future. Next year, yeah. you know, like last year, he said, well, 2022 is going to be bigger than 2021. He kind of refrained from that. He didn't, he didn't say something I think something he's like right, that. though. I mean, he's been getting a lot of flack for that remark because price only $100. But um, yeah, I think I, I, we, I think he's yeah. right, right? I mean, if you I mean, look if, at... If we, yeah, we, we actually should make like a comparison list between what they achieved in 2021 versus 2022 then he might indeed be right, but I don't feel like it. How uh, I think... You, huh? How do you quantify success? I'll be fucking around with my Zoom, so I'm going to be... Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you're now just messing around. I, I, at the beginning of the episode, I was putting it on in like the 400% Zoom, and I was, I was like, <laughs> like this. I was, I was completely... Was terrifying. I, I can terrifying. show you if you like, but... Uh, now, how, how, how do you quantify if a year is bigger than the year before, right? If we're talking about partnerships and implementation, those two things, I think 2022 is, is, is better and bigger. There you go. In your face, ladies and gentlemen. Tim just zoomed all the way in. You could see like the, 
this is serious business. Yeah, no, it's a little bit intimidating. People are watching on 4K on their big screen TVs right now. <laughs> anyway, enough with the shenanigans. So, um, no. how do you how do you quantify success? So, I think you you could well literally compare what they've been doing last year to what they've been doing this year, and honestly, because of all those layers of sediment, I kind of forgot. Um, what, what 2021 was all about. Yeah, what I mainly remember at 2021 was the price action, uh, but yeah. that doesn't say anything fundamentally about the company. And that, that's interesting because mentally, 2021 was a bigger year. But on the other end, if they say, well, their team grew by 74%, they, they made major steps when it comes to their marketing strategy. Um, then in fact this might have that, been right? a better we're, year we're, yeah. we're getting multiple tweets every day just a simple stupid example they've been featured yeah. in, in, in a bunch of uh, magazines and, uh, and other yeah, things and, like that and, and, and they're being taken increasingly more serious everywhere and, and also yeah. their, their mailing list they went from giving us updates on telegram to just mailing us every every now and then um so it was about up, time wasn't it i mean every fucking youtuber has a mailing list yeah well <laughs> yeah they professionalized mm. um but in terms of actual achievements yeah it's 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 like an, a year that's in between everything i feel like and I'm you think tokenize you think tokenize and well, currency 20 currency 21 is not a thing it is it is um but it's still it, it, it's still in its its first uh it's still in its first beta version right they, they right. opened me a bit now and 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 they said at the beginning that, that those those features would be rolled out and they still have to do it um but that's fair but where where do, where do you want where do you want them to begin do you want them to begin a project at the beginning of the year and then have it finished before the end of the year, is that, is no, that not not necessarily. Um, but they kind of changed their tone about everything. It's uh, they were very yeah. optimistic, and, and now they they're becoming a bit more realistic that things take longer than expected, which makes perfect sense. Mm. Um, but for me, well, that's the reason why it's hard to qualify how twenty twenty two has been in terms of success. I don't yeah. doubt that they did that. That they had a bad year honestly if, if you look at the global economy the macroeconomic conditions that we are facing right now they are doing very well yeah. um and and i think Even that's price the most... is doing pretty well yeah exactly if, i think that's the most important takeaway for 2022 if you look at the gains we made right because everybody's yeah we're only at 100 yeah we're only at 100 but you could have doubled your money this year if you were in quant if you, if you bought the bottom at 40 the point I was selling <laughs> out of panic, you could have still doubled your money. Yeah. Uh, name me a few other cryptos where that is possible. If you were in Bitcoin or Ethereum, that wasn't the case. But in Bitcoin, you could have doubled. And yeah, we looked at uh, that in the Dutch episode. Bitcoin was at 70k, was that yeah. in 2021? Yeah. What was it? Was. 40. What was it? 60? What was it? 40? 
and then Quant was at three, three something, four something, and then Bitcoin was at sixty nine, and then uh, Quant was around two hundred, two hundred ten, I think, and then Bitcoin was at seventy at the end of twenty twenty one. Anyway, I mean, in in terms of all of that, we we didn't we kind of well, we didn't have a bad year, and and they were indeed successful. It's I'm just a bit disappointed with. We are waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's all part of the game. And I'm not too fed up with it because, well, investing is hard. Most people have lost. Make me my millions faster. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm impatient as well, dude. Um, I, and... I, I, I nearly bought my dream house in 2021. Glad I didn't. Yeah. That would have been a uh, shit show. Yeah. No, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like we have been, we are very spoiled, and yeah. the team has been making some promises which they didn't deliver, and that that adds, that adds up. But on the other hand, if you see what, what which ones, which, which, which ones did the team promise uh, and didn't deliver? Well, uh, they promised us Pub- publicly. Multiple. Mind your what your hmm? yeah, gateways have been promised multiple times. Yeah, postponed and postponed and postponed. Yeah, um, and we we spoke about this right because and this has to do with their Scrum strategy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there. Sure, it, it it can have to do with all kinds of things. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't, no, but... that, that that doesn't change the fact that they've they've said things, they've promised, and things. they learned, and now we're getting nothing anymore because of this. Yeah, because yeah, because they're using that agile methodology, meaning. That if if new things come up that that have a, a higher impact, then those things um, become a priority. Other things go into the fridge. They're not being terminated. They're just going in the fridge, or people keep working on them on the back burner, and then they focus on another main thing, which is more important. That was in 2021. Oracle. Well, I'm really fucking glad they did because if you look at what Oracle has been up to with the OCI, um, Oracle did not exist in cloud infrastructure prior to 2021. And now they are getting a huge, big-ass contract from the US government, which is really no. interesting that Microsoft no. and, and all the other guys were like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Definitely. So, but, but because still, of because, uh, because of the, no, you're, you're right, right? They, they came back on their word. They said, okay, he's going to be there. And, and gateways are not here because they're not a priority right now. They have different priorities. And, and yes, you are right. They quote-unquote lied. They quote-unquote made a promise and they made a promise and, and they didn't come... Uh, they didn't let that come true. But because of the, the fallout they got for this, they've become a lot more silent with their predictions and their promises. Because everything they put on Twitter gets automatically uh, farmed by all the bots that we have shipped to Telegram where it will exist forever. So there's, there's, there's no coming back on your word, right? So they're just mm-hmm. not sharing stuff anymore because of this, because we are holding it against them if they do not deliver. And I think that's kind of a shame. And I, I understand both sides of the aisle, right? But yeah we can't have it both ways we can't get all the information that we want and we want updates but if then something doesn't come true we're throwing that in their face over and over i think that's not really fair either to be honest 
No, it's not. But it doesn't change the fact that they've promised stuff in, in, in the past and they didn't yeah. deliver on that. Yes, and, and that's why they're not <clears throat> promising anymore. True. But that makes and me kind of same. disappointed. But it makes me know. So we're commenting on the on the tokenomics and stuff, right? You know that some people reached out asking questions, and their autoresponder is now we do not respond to tokenomics questions or utility questions anymore. Which is really interesting. But they've what does that mean now? Tokenomics? Since 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 the Carlo Calista stuff. Yeah. If you now send an email or you ask questions, then you're just being reverted to the website. And if you ask more detailed questions, then they're just saying, okay, we're, we're not commenting on tokenomics or utility related questions because everything is clear and everything is as it is and as it has been since the beginning, full stop. Yeah. Yeah. You look, you look confused. I mean, yeah, okay. But if you start asking really detailed questions, then are they still going to? Yeah, no, we're not going to answer. No. Okay. No. Yeah, which 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 is cool, which is cool, but they just don't want to get burned anymore. Because obviously things change. And, and 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 everybody has their beliefs and the only people that give a shit about the token is all the DGENs like us. Mm -hmm. And DGENs asking questions that the answers they cannot understand because of a plethora of reasons. So they just pull things out of context and, 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 and make everything worse. So they can't win. I mean, that's my interpretation, right? They, they cannot win, no matter what they bring out information-wise, uh, how they answer questions. Oftentimes, questions are so formulated so poorly that they, you cannot even give a proper answer. Oh, true. Without fit, filling in blanks. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean... That's, uh, yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all company-related stuff. Like, they've been doing well. It wasn't a very exciting year, but it was a terrible year for the global economy. So I cannot blame them there. Yeah, not um, only the economy. So, so if you, like, yeah, sure. I mean, we are spoiled still, and and it's it's all not too bad. But 2022 was kind of a bummer in general. Like, per, not for me personally. I've been doing well this year, but. It's going it's to be a long haul anyway. It's going to be a long haul until 2025 and later because I don't expect anything in the coming years. I'm sorry for it, but it's just going to be a very slow road. We'll say some stuff and then they're going to do it and then we'll, you'll have the legislation. But before you have that, it'll be many, many years further and further. In the meantime, they are still building the company, which is great, I guess. So it, it it's not all too bad, but if you just look at it from a crypto perspective, where we want things really fast, pretty boring, man. On the other hand, if if you look at what other projects like Flare are doing, do you know Flare? I'm kind of yeah. Is it now. that uh, is it that that thing that if you have XRP you get Flare yeah exactly that, that, that exactly that's a fucking shit show, man. Demonetized, but. That is embarrassing. Like they, they, they just 
always postponed. They now claim that it's going to happen somewhere halfway January. I, do, I don't. I don't buy it. Did, I, I <laughs> you really already did, it. motherfucker. Huh? I mean, <laughs> you I, already did. I had extra P at, at that moment, uh, and well, apparently I'm getting uh, I'm getting an airdrop, but that's terrible, man. And I'd rather have this strategy that they're doing right now, just being very boring. Yeah, rather so than a steady thousand X for the win. Yeah, exactly. That's that is the strategy that's going to make you the most money at the end of the day, and yeah. it is still crypto, so it can still go parabolic when it needs to. Um, well, technically, if if you zoom out, and we'll, we'll go to price in a bit, we have just been going up in a twenty degree angle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, it's it's not all too bad, sure. and 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 I mean there have been plenty of moments of fear past year. Um, if you, if you look at Colista. I think that was one of the defining moments of 2022. The entire Carlo Calista drama. I still feel my stomach back from those days. We uh, even dipped all the way back to uh, to 40. That was not necessarily related. It was a confounder, right? It, it 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 was not the main cause. It was a no, no, no. It, it, so... it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. But it, it it was one of the defining moments of, of 2022. And th- oh. there were plenty of moments of panic. Yeah, with everyone, we, we, we've had we, a very we fucking, chaotic year. Well, well, it was a roller coaster. When Luna crashed. That was the that that was the initial trigger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luna we died. Saw. We have an episode on this. Please make a note. We'll put the Luna episode in there. Um, yeah. So Luna died, and and after that we got uh, indeed uh, let's call it Callisto Gate. Um, yeah, Callisto Gate, which was also interesting. Gil fud busting in Maine. Yeah, yeah. It's also interesting. I will never forget that moment. You had so much weird moments, but also the sudden bump with Cybus to two hundred forty dollars. Where the hell did that come from? We were on our way to all time high again, and it went so quickly. Like in a matter of weeks, we were almost back at all time high. I mean, it's it's such a weird roller coaster that we're that we are in, and. I don't know. We're getting seasoned investors, and the good thing is that we're doing it under these conditions. Yeah, uh, and that we're still here because things will get sunny eventually. Things, the, those clouds will go away, and then we are in for a ride all the way up. So it's not too bad. Hey, uh, could be worse. Could be walking, or hmm? could be XRP holders. No, nothing. Let's move on. Yeah, shall, um, shall we dive into that? No. Oh, sorry. What did you suggest to go? So, shall we dive into the drama a bit more specifically? What what drama talking about? As, as in the FTX, I, th- I thought it was something you just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you want to face the no. price now? Or? No, no, no. Let's 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 go to the the exchange fund, right? Yeah, sure. So, what? what has been going on? Um, as you guys know, um, FTX, uh, Simon Bankman Fried, and his. Uh, Fellow looters, they. Uh, I'm gonna cut this really short, but they were an exchange and they were registered in the tax haven, some like uh, Bahamas, Seychelles, uh, Canary Islands, China. Canary Islands is part of Spain. Oh, really? I thought Canary Islands were also. Uh, no. 
No. What, what, which islands am I confusing is it? Because now we need to fucking figure this out. Hamas, Seychelles, Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands, that's it. Wrong animal. Canary. <laughs> what do you have in your cage there, sir? In I fact, you know, the in Canary cage. Islands are not necessarily named after canaries, but more after dogs. The canine. Dog. Yeah, I Apparently remember the Bastian Adrian episode. It's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so wrong animal island. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of benefits for uh, listing an ex- or, sorry, registering an exchange there. And they benefited from this uh, because the audits that they had um, were not as third party as everybody liked. Because what turned out was that they were using their own token, their own exchange token, as the backing for their, their other businesses. So it's like a supermarket issuing food coupons or stamps and using those as collateral for their trades in a way. Um, so that all came down and caused a shit show. <laughs> and the markets came down and everybody was in a panic. And what then happened, and this is a Dutch article, but I am going to share this. Um, this is from Bitcoin Magazine and it reads... Uh, DNB, it's the Dutch uh, National Bank, uh, warns for crypto exchange KuCoin. And um, what is interesting is that this article is generally neutral on crypto. Um, it just states that uh, KuCoin is offering illegal services um, for uh, exchanging uh, cryptocurrency and uh, issuing wallets while they shouldn't. Um, they have a spot volume of 446 million a day, which is a lot. And they state that because they are on the Seychelles in this case, that they cannot be audited because they do not offer, um, they don't have to, they're not required to do this. And the same goes obviously for Binance and, and Bybit and uh, the Dutch government made a registry and Coinbase is in there, Bitstamp is in there, Bitfavo is in there. And there's a couple of other uh, exchanges on there as well. I believe there are 30 in total, of which the Dutch bank says, okay, these are um, not, not necessarily safe, but at least these guys, um, how do you say, are, are, are registered and um, they are in, in some way, shape or form approved, but not audited, which is a nice nuance. Um, and I, I read this and I was like, okay, so this is a crypto neutral article, um, but they're bashing Binance, Bybit, and KuCoin. I'm like, yeah, okay. And, and, and then we came on Twitter and then I read this. This is uh, Jay Connor Rogan and his Twitter thread reads, Mazar's audits of Binance, KuCoin, and crypto.com are no longer online. All links return an error and have been down for 24 plus hours. A search for Binance on Mazara's website yields nothing reserve related. So what happened? Mazars is uh, a company that, that audits uh, on, on request or, or, or not on request. Not really sure. Uh, links in the description if you want to check out their website. It's M-A-Z-A-R-S. 
one word, no apostrophe, and you can find them what they're doing. Um, but they had a report on those three companies and, and then they had not, which is fascinating because why would you have an audit there and then remove it? And that for me was like the, okay, um, the drop. Okay, so there's more going on most likely they reach the eye and i'm not a tinfoil hat kind of guy at all um but this to me was was, was kind of scary oh here and, and and he also writes this is december 16th news is confirmed still unclear if this means that the czars is renouncing the previous work it did for the crypto exchanges but bloomberg also i'll put this in the description for you guys um I uh, can read this, obviously. Uh, accountant that vetted Binance reserves halts crypto work. French auditor Mazaras halts work for Binance Crypto.com. Crypto firms claim unable to sign deals with big four firms. Um, if you have a Bloomberg account, you can look into this. But there's, there's a lot of shit stirring when it comes to exchanges and audits, and then especially how, they, how do they back their assets. And we spoke about this on the Quanfi show in the past. Um, and, and looking at what if something goes wrong, right? Everybody knows the not your keys, not your coin story. And I think th that that holds true. But looking at the Dutch um, exchanges, right? Um, and same with LCX and Coin Metro, they all have the users' funds in a foundation. Yep. And, and they are not part of the limited company. So if the limited company goes belly up, then the funds in the foundation are still safe. FTX, um, Binance, KuCoin do not have a structure like that. They just have everything in a big jar. And as soon as, I mean, they're gambling with your money using like very high leverage because if they fail, if they fuck up, they can just pillage the big jar, just just put a hammer to it, and and then use those funds to get out of debt, and and that's then your money that's gone, right? Um, and 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 there's a lot of exchanges which, with this is not possible. And that's how the discussion began for the Dutch episode. It's like, should you put everything on a ledger always, or can you use exchanges? Um, Tim, what do you think about that? Um, well, personally, I'm pretty serious about my crypto, so I do have most of my capital uh, in cold storage, uh, but I do still have a significant amount of money uh, well, on exchanges, and that's just one Dutch exchange that I use. In the past, I did use KuCoin, I did use uh crypto.com i did have finance for a bit but always temporary so i did have money there but always temporary and then i moved it somewhere else so it was always kind of this this entrance for me this, this on and off ramp uh, to buy quant or uh, any other crypto and then get it out of there as fast as possible because i didn't really trust those parties not necessarily that i thought that they would get into trouble but i just didn't feel comfortable with my money sitting somewhere on the bahamas the seychelles or cayman islands whatever i'd rather have it with a dutch uh, or at least a party registered in the european union uh, yeah and, so, and, and... so yeah well I'm, I'm i'm on the side of having most of my 
money in cold wallets, but I'm not necessarily against exchanges. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of on both sides. For example, the 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 the, uh, the crypto that my parents have, I also got them a bit into quant. That's all stored on an exchange, um, yeah. one that I trust because I don't think my parents will be very happy using a ledger. They will get a uh, <laughs> mental breakdown, I guess, uh, using that. Yeah, yeah, it's and 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 that's indeed the point, right? I mean. Everybody says not your keys, not your coins. So that's true, but it's also um, not your bearer certificates, not your stocks. No, if something happens to your uh, seed phrase, you're you're completely screwed. It's a very vulnerable. Yeah, but way of I, acting. I, I was I was talking about if you own Tesla stocks, do you have them in a safe? The stocks. Do you have all your savings in a safe or in a mattress? Um, I mean, all those things are all really nice. Um, and there's probably people that do it. But a lot of people just shouldn't. And I know that I'm a broken record on this. But uh, most people that, that, that bought Quant, that I know own Quant or crypto, do not use a ledger. They just use one of the exchanges. Um, that is using the foundation separation of funds because they don't want to fuck around with a USB stick that you have to log into a computer with a very specific cable uh, because otherwise it doesn't work and, and, and they don't want to have a sheet of paper somewhere or steel, you're going to have steel laying around and, and, and have a copy somewhere else because if your house burns down and it's, it's, it's not the future, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there's always people, I mean, there's even people who have a continuous server running in their basement uh, with the Bitcoin blockchain on it. And they are uh, keeping that up to date and then putting the, the freaking backups in saves on a different location because if the blockchain shuts down, we can start it up again. I mean, those people exist and that's fine and we need those people, uh, but most people are not those people. <laughs> I wonder though, what would huh? happen if this is just a completely theoretical, theoretical exercise, but what would happen, sorry for interrupting you, what would happen if Ledger as a company fails? What would happen then? How how do you recover your? Well, technically, your 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 ledger is still standalone. So if you have the latest version of the software in your computer, and you have the latest version on your ledger, then you should be fine. But what if if ledger falls as a company that we cannot use ledger life anymore? Or Doesn't that... matter. Then you still have your twenty four words that are made from okay. that uni list, so you can still activate your wallet somewhere else. Okay. As long as you have the recovery phrase, you're fine. Okay. Seed phrase, recovery, key thingamadoo. I mean, that, okay, that, so that's, that's, as, as long as you have the 24 words, you're fine. If you lose the 24 words, you're fucked. And that's why most people, I mean, <laughs> I, I know someone's like, yeah, yeah, I have a ledger. And you're 24 words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep them side by side, hidden around uh, in, 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 in a cupboard somewhere. Okay. And what if your house burns down? Uh, I think you're uh, pretty screwed. 
Yeah, because you then burn your ledger and your words. So then you have to trust somebody to put your 24 words or half here, half there. It's, it's not the future, it's not so, ideal. So, and the same goes like, right? Like I told you guys, I don't know. I went on vacation only with the missus. I had two kids. If, 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 if Leon and I both die in a, in a horrible paint accident or whatever, and everything is on a ledger, who's going to access this? No one. Who's no going to reach my quant? I mean, I got a whole quant that will be lost forever. So I need to do something to make sure that my children, five and zero years old, are able to actually sell that quant in the future. How am I going to ensure that that's going to work without breaking all the rules <laughs> that come with self-custody? I mean... Don't share, share your seed phrase. <laughs> yeah, don't share your seed. Don't share your entry codes. Don't share the location. Don't share X, Y, Z. Well, sorry, guys. Um, I needed to do something because otherwise the kids would have had nothing which yeah. is also crazy. And then you can store it at a bank. Yeah, you can store it at a bank, that's true. But then you still need to leave instructions. And uh, it's, a, it's a mess. Anyway, so exchanges, um, are they bad? Um, no, I also keep a part for liquidity on exchanges. Because yeah. if craziness hits again, and Ethereum fees go like through the roof again, maybe, um, or at least there's a panic, or I'm panicking, I do not want to be fiddling around with a ledger to, to take some profits. I just don't want to. And I also had problems with ledger, Tim had problems with ledger. I mean, ledger, is, is, it's, it's a fine product, right? But it's, it's still a hardware and things can go wrong. Mine got factory reset after an update, which happens, which is not a big deal because you can just grab your seed phrase and then just type it in. But that's a fucking 20 minute process. And that's a long ass 20 minutes to then realize, oh shit, I need to put in my passphrase. Passphrase, how are you going to explain to your next of kin? <laughs> yeah, you need to put in the passphrase. Passphrase 24 digits and it starts with, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So, but now, um, Liquidity on exchange, majority on the ledger, uh, a hybrid model, I think, is, is really nice. Yeah, that, that's um, the I model think, I'm using. And yeah. And for a lot of people, just, just don't bother with ledger. And if the future will look different, right? We'll have the self-sovereign identity and, and, uh, and all those things, yeah. um, which will make logging in and, 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 and handling all your assets a lot easier. I think at the point we will reach the well the full implementation of a self-sovereign identity, everything will be so much easier. But that's that's a discussion for some other time. In fact, we did discuss this uh, with uh, Check D, for example. Oh, yeah. um, if you, I can link the the episode if you like. No, yeah. but let, let me. Uh, yeah. No, but um, well, I think. What will happen, and then that's also kind of if you if you if you look towards the future, towards the coming year, um, is that 
you will get some exchanges which will start to dominate. In fact, that already happens, right? Most of the crypto markets are dominated by just a couple of parties. But to stay relevant there, you will need to comply to regulation. Yeah. Um, and there is no way um, that we will continue to face the same kind of conditions that we have right now. Like the same stuff happened with banks. 2008 and before yeah it's a repeat of moves and well you, you got tighter and tighter regulation but this time around it, it's around crypto new fintech companies uh, emerging they will also eventually hit that point where they will be fully regulated in, in the netherlands we are luckily very far ahead when it comes to that we're still not fully there very progressive, um, yeah. But we are, luckily, we do have a progressive regulator, which in the beginning wasn't greeted uh, with a lot of enthusiasm. I know that some Dutch parties almost gave up because of the, the strictness of, of Dutch regulation, but uh, in, in, in circumstances like this, where parties on the Bahamas yeah. completely fall apart, then I'm really glad that we have a tight regulator here. And I'm not that stressed about my exchanges falling. It could obviously play out differently in, in the future, but for so far, it's not looking too bad. Um, is there anything else I wanted to add here? No, not necessarily. No. I think, uh, I hope. If you, if you go with, go with the Coinbase's and the Krakens and the, um, the yeah. Favo. And, oh, and this no, in, in the last episode, we, we talked about this too. And, and in fact, some banks are also already entering this space of being able to buy. So that's also a prediction that I'm doing. That has in fact already happened. Is that banks, and especially those, those, those neo banks, these really innovative, 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 uh, innovative, innovative uh, fintechs, they, they will start offering crypto alongside their their usual offerings so you can well you can just have your account there your savings accounts your checking accounts etc you, you can invest from there uh, in, in in regular stocks but you can also buy crypto and I think Revolut is already doing that at my bank I can already buy for years I, I can I can invest in regular stocks but you will see that more and more banks will enter this space where you can also start buying crypto. I think that is completely the future. There are already a lot of services where you can just buy crypto. And the only thing you can do is to just wire your money there. And then you will get like a crypto wallet that is completely uh, well handled by that company. And you cannot transfer to other wallets. You can just stack it there uh have them have your crypto and then transfer it back to your savings accounts when you need to i think that will be the future yeah and especially if you can still use like a hybrid model right so um you you, you can have them custody your stuff but if you have the keys same as what coinbase custody has right now um you're you're you're, you're still good in a way it's a little bit yep. of a difficult uh, construction right now, and it requires so, some identity things. But that will be there in the future, no, yep. no doubt, no doubt. Hey, want to go uh, into some uh, some price chat? 
Sure, sure. And I, I, in, during this episode, we dropped back to uh, 98 euro. We lost a digit, a full digit, Jarno. Mm. Broke again. Back to two digits. Yeah. When rope. I think I think ropes are not necessarily hit by inflation as much. So. Mm. Okay, so look in here in euros. Look at a Bitcoin, fifteen thousand eight hundred fifty-three. Burger tokens, sixteen point eight k. That's not too bad. Ethereum, one point two k burger tokens. Um, over the last seven days. Down three percent, give or take. And there, our position apologies, position thirty at a hundred and five US dollars. What down twelve percent seven days under Bitcoin Cash, just a bit under Stellar, under Ethereum Classic and Monero. Looking at the euro price, because we're still Europeans, 98.86 euros, down 12%. This is the same. At least we're above ApeCoin and Kronos, which is, uh, which is nice. Yeah, so if, if we're going to have a look at, and it was interesting for the Dutch people watching, we were talking, and we are not TA specialists at all. We were looking at the quant Bitcoin price. And we kind of spoke about it in, 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 a, in a weird way. Because what you see here is the quant price, but depicted in Bitcoin. But this is obviously not the Bitcoin price. And I listened back to while I was editing and... It did sound like we were comparing the quant price with the Bitcoin price, which we're not doing. This is just quant in sats. Um, so if we look over 180 days, you can see the quant price is the blue line and the quant price is also the orange line, but the orange line is in Bitcoin or in, in Satoshi or whatever you want to call it. Um, if we're putting it to log and to max time frame, you could just see we're just if you, if you draw a line from bottom left to top right, we're just climbing 20% like angle, <laughs> gradient, whatever you want to call it. Degrees, what is it? Is this degrees or percents? 100% straight up, and that's 90 degrees. So this is yeah. about 20. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. So you, you could, if you take all the these points and you plot them and you draw a line between them, you will get an angle of like 20 degrees, I think. Yeah, something like that. Not too bad. And and even then, when you look at all time high, like a logarithmically. If you can, if we continue this trend, we're good. For sure, for sure. I mean, what, what, what was the starting thing I'm gonna do, right? 
too many too many zeros i cannot because see. there are some mechanisms behind this that well do indeed make sense i mean the amount of wallets is growing so there are more and more participants yeah. wanting those ones um so we will get a lot more stable in the future and, and even the and also the the uh, I read somewhere, if we look at the trend of December, November, we're going 5% a week. Yeah. Wallet-wise. So if this persists, then by the end of 2023, we'll be at 1.4 million wallets. Because it's exponential, right? If we keep doing the 5%, like clockwork, mm. we'll be at 1.4 million wallets by the end of 23. 2023 if we keep up this pace which is crazy because when i joined there were like what five thousand wallets yeah when i joined there were twelve thousand yeah and um we actually did some 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 speculation some math back in august and they mm. were like ah for 100k at this rate it will take at least till mid 2023 and we already reached it in November, which is also mental. Yep. What's even more mental is to realize that most, from what I've seen in the top 500, top 100, most of them are just exchange wallets, custody wallets. So if you're in the top 1,000, you're one of the few hundred private citizens or whatever you want to call it, normal people that owns more than 1,400 QNT, which is also bananas. Really is. Anyway, Bryce, where are we going? Yeah, it's a good question. To the moon. No, I don't know. <laughs> to the moon. I think it will really depend where we're going, what the macro environment is doing at this point and that 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 is under current conditions the most important indicator and it could very well change if something happens update wise um but as long as that doesn't happen we are completely following the paths that other cryptos are taking as well be it what do you, what, what, people... what do you mean with an update as in, if, if, if we get some kind of news or something that's exciting that makes people want to invest in QD, if that doesn't nothing, happen, I think nothing gets people excited. UST didn't get them excited, Oracle didn't, but Cybos <laughs> did. And, and then we pumped. So th 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 there are reasons to assume that optimism might get back in some kind of future update but as long as that will doesn't happen i think we sell. will will we take profits or do we only take profits at the bottom i personally took profits on that uh on that pump up yeah i did yeah not a lot but i did take some profit on that i am just buying dcaing nice things that i need slash want instead of taking profits mm -hmm. i early on in the background <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I haven't sold a lot though, but I did sell a bit just to have a bit more financial stability in the back. Like we are facing very uh, uh, turbulent times, and I do have some plans financially for myself. So it's like, yeah, well, we're now between the 150, 200. Might as well uh, cash a little bit. Wouldn't be too bad of a financial decision in case we go down. Um, but on the other hand, I still have a tremendous amount of q and I'm still taking an insane risk. If you look at it very rationally, <laughs> people will call you insane if you see what you're doing. But Maybe. yeah, that's, that's all part of the game. That's all part of the investment strategy. And um, yeah, that's also what will make season two Mm. what will define season two i think because in the first season i think are we going there now to discuss season two or is there anything uh i should look up our agenda we we literally have it in our google docs uh yeah no i wanted to go to the the cbdc thing sure oh yeah cbdc's yeah. okay now we're going to <laughs> cbdc's yes tim is already uh getting his, his twitch I'm already feeling it in my neck. I'm getting those red, itchy uh, spots. Yeah. What 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 is interesting? This guy, Richard Turin, link in the description on LinkedIn, wrote this, and this is the third paragraph. Not a day goes by when I read some historical hit piece about CBDCs. The themes are always the same. Governments will turn your money on. They literally are. You will have an account with the central bank and your money will expire. Follow the money. Most of these posts come from people selling either gold, crypto, or survival bunkers. And um, I think um, I think he's right. He's completely right. And he, he, and he has some arguments. So the first line is a little bit cringe. Two flames. Must read. Uh, the ECB makes clear it will not know who how much or where people spend. So stop the anti-CBDC hysteria. The ECB lays out in no uncertain terms the role of the Euro system and supervised intermediaries. Spoiler alert, it's not too different from credit cards today. I've said this for years and so have we. Um, There's a couple of arguments here and I, I know this is a little bit of reading, but I want to take you through this because these are quotes. He actually states this. So let's look at critical passages, most reproduced in full because they are so clear. Number one, the euro system would not be able to infer how many digital euro any individual end user held, nor to infer end users' payment patterns. The digital euro would be designed so that it minimized euro system involvement in the processing of user data, while ensuring the smooth functioning of the digital euro and the ability of the euro system to perform its tasks. Makes sense, right? Um, for, for normal people, um, what would their arguments be for knowing all this, for monitoring all of this? What, what do they have to gain? For, for rational people, they'd say nothing. And there's obviously a lot of people that say, yeah, but they want to know what you spend. And they want to know where you go so they can control you. Okay. Number two, the euro system must retain full control over digital euro issuance and settlement. 
Settlement is defined as the completion of a payment transaction with the aim of irrevocably discharging all payment obligations between payer and payee through the transfer of funds. The two technical tasks are one, settlement verification, and two, settlement recording. This also makes sense, right? You, you, you cannot distribute this. You cannot have um, some untrusted, unknown party. Uh, you, you, you can't have this, um, how do you say, decentralized. You can have it distributed, but not decentralized. So supervised intermediaries is number three. Supervised intermediaries would perform all end user facing roles, such as opening digital euro accounts or wallets and associated payment operations, as is currently the case for the bank accounts and services that customers are already used to. They would offer user facing services, including conducting know your customer and anti-money laundering checks and would provide devices and end user interfaces to pay with digital euro. They would also perform tasks related to the funding and defunding of users' digital euro accounts or wallets. This also makes sense. So if you're with a bank, um, they're offering you a credit card. If you're with crypto.com or with Binance and you have a credit card, this is the exact same damn thing. Um, if you're with your current bank, they usually have like these identifier things or what's some of what sits, those two-factor authentication things where you put your card in. Mm. This is what they're talking about here. This will obviously be provided by them. Um, and in this case, that will just be the bank that you're just working with right now. Number four is offline payments. So for an offline peer-to-peer -peer validated digital euro settlement in a local storage device would be a suitable solution. Fantastic news. Yeah, and this is also um, mandatory. It's like, like, like cash, right? It, 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 it makes perfect sense. I was in the liquor store today and there was no data, but I could still pay with my phone. As you guys know, I've been paying with my phone for, for a very long time. And that also mm. works if you're in airplane mode or whatever, because it just caches it, C-A-C-H-E. And it just sends it when it's done. Uh, yeah. Sorry, when you have a connection again. So the, the tech is already here. Regulation is, is, is still on the way. So the takeaways are stop the CBDC hysteria. The ECB will not know how much you spend or where. Your relationship with your bank or newer intermediaries like cell phone carriers is intact. The ECB will run the computers that quote-unquote settle which makes perfect sense. And the ECB finally accepts offline payments. They've been on the fence for ages. Um, and this is the reality and this is the truth, right? And, 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 and just the feeling that all new technology will lead to more control, um, I think is, 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 is a little bit hilarious. And, but it's also, um, and there's a guy writing a comment on this because I also went through the comments. Um, this man, Dr. Cherry Thoma, um, yeah, with, with some of the arguments of the anti-CBDC community, one can no longer help but think of the supporters of the horse-drawn carriage in the early days of the automobile. Every argument, no matter how half-baked, is greedily seized upon. The main thing being to create an impression of doubt about the new 
in the listeners' readers. But history, and not in this case, and not only in this case, teaches us that the news that the new is making its way into everyday life. That's good. Usually humans call such a process evolution. Right? We we shown this in a different episode about the internet. A passing fad, right? <laughs> it's everything that's new is scary. And it's good because the people that are like really super paranoid, um, they ask the questions and they 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 help form the spectrum so we can find a nice middle middle road. But there's a lot of rational people um, that, that are also jumping on that bandwagon, just rehashing information without thinking for themselves. And that those people are usually also very loud <laughs> because they have something to commit to, um, which is a shame. But there was also a comment somewhere, and I'm, I'm going to leave this topic now, um, but they are going to open source uh, or, or at least open up the code to a degree so it can be audited third party and um, even by you probably if you have an interest in doing that because they really have nothing to hide and and since it's the european bank there's a lot of countries involved they will all do their own due diligence so there's actually a majority vote going on i mean not not like a, a vote but kind of like a vote to see if everything suits everybody. And I know there's a lot of, uh, how do you say? Ultimate, well, whatever. Um, there's a lot of, what do you mean? Yeah, so every, everybody, everybody needs to be on board. So everybody will check, right? All the countries in the EU that are going to use this oh, uh, um, digital euro. Yeah, and everybody is like a word. I forgot the word. Is it an infinitive? No, it's an an, an ultimate, whatever. I mean, I mean, it's, it's this process of getting everyone. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like consultation. I don't know. It's 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 never everybody, but but just to to paint the picture. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I don't really have the English. Neither do I have the Dutch word for it. Yeah. Um, but to get all the people on board, all the countries on board. The code will need to be vetted by every country. The Netherlands is not going to agree if they do not know what is in the code. And the same goes for a lot of other countries. So again, there, everything will revert to the mean once again. Um, we'll see. Um, what we see here is from the Digital Pound Foundation. This is also about CBDCs. And, and in this case, it is Project Hamilton which is the Boston Fed and MIT, the, tri uh, the, the trial that they set up. Um, they announced that the Project Hampton is complete and the open CBDC Coinbase provides a resource to evaluate design choices and ensure that a potential future CBDC could serve the public's interest. Um, and then we got a very nice image reading, open CBDC to process 1.84 million transactions per second. As the Boston Fed and MIT collab is complete. And why is this interesting? Well, we all know Gilbert has been at the Boston Fed a couple of times. They're working with MIT um, on most likely this, but also the, uh, the lag chain part and the ODAP, which is now SAT, the Secure Asset Transfer Protocol. Um, these are cool things. Yeah, so 
In February 2022, the team announced the project's first results, released a white paper. Um, then they handled 1.7 million transactions. Now they're up to 1.84 million. And um, here's a little bit of a... It attracted some scrutiny from lawmakers, huh? Project Hamilton, mm. um, because they could get an unfair advantage. Um, and there's ongoing research by the Federal Reserve into the digital dollar, and apparently they are competing in a way to this. Um, but they conclude with, however, the U.S. ultimately does not have a definitive plan for a CBDC, and um, there, there's room for growth and expansion. And, and, and even, even so, technically, every state in the U.S., could have a separate CBDC if they wanted. It could all be pegged to the dollar and it could still be interoperable. Mm -hmm. Because of some very interesting project that we know. Um, but looking at this article and looking at that the US is like the farthest behind in the world, give or take, when it comes to regulation, planning, um, and all those things, I mean, officially, right? So what, what they're doing in the background, I do not know. I am not thinking they're sitting on their hands, watching idly how everybody is uh, changing no, the world. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, this is a completely political matter. And I mean, the, the, the technical capabilities will be are being rolled out. And that's that's what we are seeing. And luckily, now in, in the case of Project Hamilton, they um, did make major steps forward and they are following schedule because while well, those things started around 2017, 2018, first concepts, now the first studies being started in 2020, end of 2022, study completed. So that is going at lightning speed, if you ask me. It's just going to be those boomer politicians who need to make the, the, the actual decisions. And yeah. uh, politics is slow, man. It's, it's a really slow process before you get something through. Uh, yeah. Well, that entire... Did Martin say something about this, that, that the tech is already here? That we, yeah. we could do this right now, but we just need the regulations yeah. and the standards to catch up. To give... This is also, right... It's like the open door that we're we're entering time and time again at the Confi show. Yeah. Um, yeah. The regulations and the standards need to be there before people dive on jump on board. That's also why lag chain will be so interesting. If you are yeah, absolutely a bit anecdotal, because I don't want to necessarily dive into lag chain. I was having cake. Uh, this week at my work because we finally managed to get a plan through and it took 20 years before it passed 20 they took 20 years to get certain regulation passed and, and so when i was in primary school what the regulation was about uh it's a okay i'm working in this field of urban planning and like to get a, in touch called the bestemmings plan so like um a zoning i'm not sure if it's zoning regulation like urban planning regulation and it took them 20 years to get it through because everyone was saying something about it they had to constantly fight over it 
And that's not necessarily a good example, but that's a showcase of how slow government and especially in these kind of cases can be. <laughs> because you have so many actors and, and really when you want to do something like this in, well, you want to have the entirety of, of in this case, the EU and the Eurozone want to say something about it, it's going to take a long time. And that's the reason yeah. what, why Jarno was talking about, about latching, um, different, different setting with, well, a bit less heavy uh, yeah, regulatory but I, structures. So you, yeah, you can, uh, I mean, if they can get it to work there and they can have a proof of concept done there, then, then, then getting this implemented can just be a simple case of copy paste, right? Yeah. And tweak it a little bit and and, and be done with it. Um. Well, we we will see. We will see. If we'd have central bank digital currencies in two thousand and eight, we probably wouldn't have had a financial crisis. Says Gilbert Ferdian. I see. Um, I'm not sure if I agree about that. That's it. CBDCs uh, are no longer a, a fictional concept. Um, these are real. Um, they, they are happening. Uh, it's, it's really driven from the top down. It's not just the central banks, but the governments of, of countries are putting policy out there saying, we will have a CBDC, um, we will have um, a more digital economy, it increases GDP, creates jobs, and it makes us more competitive in, in, in the global landscape. Um, personally, I think uh, CBDCs are a great tool for not only the technology side, having payments automated and programmable and smart, but also on the policy side. It really gives central banks the ability to um, control monetary and fiscal policies in a new way. More um, granular. It's more granular. You've, you have better visibility of risk you know, from a resilience and systemic risk perspective. Um, if we had CBDCs, we probably wouldn't have had the financial crisis in 2008 because you, the contagion effect you would have predicted and prevented um, once you see something happening within a, a part of the financial system. And if there is a contagion, you can actually have remedies in place to prevent it you know, spreading to, to other, other parts of the system. Um, so from a risk perspective, it, it's a great technology. Trying to talk about myself on mute. I said, well... Uh, yeah, well, Gilbert's here talking about contagion effects. So, yeah, indeed, you, you, that, that would mean that central banks could step in earlier and, and prevent yeah. systemic risk. Yeah, and quicker, right? Because yeah. right now what you see with the Fed with their quantitative tightening is they're trying to get, at first they printed a ton of money, and now they need to get that money out of the system. But to get that money out of the system, they need to get people spending or they need to do that with rates or what's what's it. It takes a ton of time to get all that money organically out of the system. And because everything is so slow and finality is so slow and you got all these, these, these clearing houses and things and bedoos and what's what's it, which 
if you have CBDCs, you can very easily just close one tab, open one up, and you're going to have instant effects on this. So if there is indeed, like Gilbert says, a contagion, and he, he said probably, right? But if you have one part that's crumbling, and to prevent everything else from falling, if you can, in a way, cut that off, and this is like way above my, my thinking and understanding, but to me, it, it, it makes sense, because like we saw with FTX, um, there, there was shit on one end, and then it just spread and spread and spread, besides the rumors, right? But there was also um, financial fallout because there's a lot of people that were exposed um, and so on. Um, it was kind of similar, like you said, to, to 2008. So how, how, how would you think that that would not have made a difference having CBDCs? It depends, I think, on the role that CBDCs start to play. Um, because that would assume, if, if you follow Gilbert's logic, that um, everything would run on CBDC. So then you wouldn't have any kind of parallel system, makes any sense. So you, you would definitely, if you have total control, you, you can have full management of what's going on. If you don't have that, then sure, you could still partially, I think, manage the risk. But it would be a bit, it would be way harder. And I doubt in how far the legislation can go in order to have the total control of giving the central bank like full authority of what they're doing. It makes any sense. Like, I'm still trying. I think Gilbert is kind of I'm not saying that I'm an expert. I, I want to. Don't want to say anything about that, but I think he is oversimplifying really complicated stuff. Um, okay. And my thoughts are in this case, right? And and then we go over to background. If, I mean, he he has the knowledge and the experience to to reasonably oversimplify this, mm -hmm. because I think he has such a great understanding that if if, if he states like, okay, we we could have probably stopped the contagion from spreading with the use of CBDCs. Why would we then doubt that? Because the bank because he the, is, the, the, he's the a founder of this technology at the end of the day. Yeah, that so was he, your argument he, in the, in the yeah, point, right? Yeah, I mean, it's his, he's never going to argue against it. So he will oversimplify um his thesis where's my tinfoil hat you you really you you really think that you you, you think well, he will he's not i recently think that sure he will have a point partially but he's also selling this technology right or he's not selling it but he is promoting yeah. so i'm not arguing against it no, like, that's fair i mean in, fair. certain industries will also argue that they are Essential, like the, the, the fossil company, like Shell, will argue that they are uh, essential if you want to transition your energy system. They will not place themselves out of it. That they will be a key part of it. If you listen to their story, it makes sense. But then you also need to realize where it comes from. So I'm not saying that he's not right. I'm just a bit yeah. skeptical if you could prevent financial crisis in the future. Right. I think I think it's all. Well, at the end of the day, it's a 
in, in inherent to, to, to capitalism itself, that you will get some sort of crisis. And sure, perhaps the, the contagion thing that we saw in 2008, we might solve that, but then you will, one way or the other, have a crisis yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere else. So yeah, yeah. I do agree there, uh, but saying that we won't have any financial crisis, I think it's a bit... Yeah, I agree that essentially every, every economy with the current system will have a blow-off top, but that is because we simply cannot move the money around quick enough to prevent the problems from compounding, right? Yeah, true. So I, I mean, have... <laughs> I, I just have to see how this plays out. I think we're making very bold statements. Um, and it might be true, but it might also be untrue. And I'm just not drawing any conclusions here. And, and sure, no, I, I think nor should we, because we have we are not economists. No, we, and, can, we uh, cannot even agree if something is twenty percent or twenty degrees. So, so no, let's not no, go there. But no, indeed, <laughs> I think economists themselves will also not find out because it's just really complex yeah. uh, stuff. Like engineers will, will will make you believe that they can solve issues, but then you kind of engineer your way out then you will find that society is more difficult than that so then we'll create new issues like in the <laughs> 1950s they thought they had solved everything but by doing that they created new problems so yeah. uh, seeing everything through a technological lens and saying hey we can be using techno solutions you will create eventual new problems so We'll of just have course. to see how this plays out. But it's an interesting statement. And 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 I would love to invite someone who can say more about it uh, than we do. But hey. Mm. Yeah. Nice uh, okay. Uh, then we have this, this other article. Uh, article uh, this, yeah, yeah, this is the, this is the 21st of November. There was this interview um, with uh, Martin Gilbert and, um, and Andrew. Sorry, was uh, making an age guesstimation. Um, how old he is for? He, 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 how ancient? Yes. No. Oh, joke, 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 joke. Um, Schultz this Farm. article is, is is in the description, and uh, my brain is beginning to fill. Um, but this was recorded after Cyboss. There's an entire video, and I believe the video is almost an hour. Is it not? 34 minutes. Um, it's on their website. Like I said, link in the description. And um, ha have a look. It was a really interesting interview to listen to. Um, you can speed it up a, a bit if you want, I believe. Uh, at least on some platforms. Um, I would recommend that. For more easy listening. In Telegram, you can do that. <sighs> yeah. That was our portion CBDCs. We spoke about the exchange drama. We spoke about last year. We spoke about price. The Quamfi show, what it will look like, the programming, the scope was discussed. What did we forget? Tim. The long style Christmas episode we did last year, but then in Dutch where we were drinking alcohol at some point and we continued for uh, four hours, I, I believe. That's the right. only thing. 
<laughs> I think it was one of her first uh, thematic episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Four yeah. Hours, uh, no, the the, the more uh, light shenanigans part. That's the only thing. Uh, yeah. We didn't no. really do. Um, we didn't ask any questions. No. Um, yeah. No. We, we because also we were taking we were taking everyone by surprise. Sure, I I did announce season two, and here we are. Um, yeah, I think in general we're just coming back to you with new stuff, with new discussions, and hopefully new content from Claude. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the meantime, we'll just one big the... entertainment show. And I, I think yeah. what we forgot and what I brought in uh, at the beginning when we did the pre-discussion what we were going to talk about was like, how did the past months look like for other cryptos? <laughs> was there anything like worth mentioning. Outside what do you mean? Us. As in, I was really ranting about the way that Quant kind of approached 2022. But at the same time, we also have other cryptos around us that are also probably developing. What have they done? I don't I don't really know. It's it's really been a very weird year 2022. Like as soon as the bull market is gone. The development stops, it seems, or the hype stops. Yeah, people don't care, right? People don't. People don't care. People. Oh, people don't oh. share. No. And it's um, it's on or done or or sleep or kill in the crypto world, right? And um, we we also saw that with uh, with Galileo, um, trying attempting to get traction with tweets with tweet storms with amas and and, and whatnot um, if you compare peak bull market with well we can call this peak bear market i think um it's it's a huge difference i mean an, an average tweet now gets like what 10 or 20 likes which is already pretty good looking at projects that I got in, um, in, 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 in the bull market. They, they easily grab like 1,000 to 5,000 real organic, well, not really organic, but at least real um, likes or, or shares. And those projects are also dead right now. It's like everybody is, is, is abandoning everything. Um, not... The case for Galileo, they had our project Nebula, which seems to do pretty well. Their community yeah, Telegram to seems to be what was that? Shout out to them. Like they, they were yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. Their telegram is growing, they're they're keeping active. I'm not a part of Galileo anymore, just to be clear. I'm not gonna be sharing things that are uh not to share, obviously, but um no man, they're doing well. They sent some new admins to uh, to manage their group. And um, yeah, they're, they're doing their best to keep the momentum as far as I can see. Um, 2023 is going to be big for them. They're going to be having the token generation event um, using the QRC20. Uh, their Nebula will be a QRC721 NFT, PNFT. There will be utility for this. They're now selling their PNFTs still. Um, discount price 25 each. 
is I believe two more days. No, it ended already. It's now fifty uh, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars now. Yeah, and then it will jump to seventy five and then one hundred. That's so, cool. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it's I admire the fact that they are building during these conditions and and they yeah. are attracting well a large growing community around it. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, if you manage to do that under these conditions, you will definitely be able to do it when uh, well the economic conditions are much sunnier than they are now. Yeah, so, it's the same as Quant, right? Quant was also born in a bear market. Yeah. Yeah, right after the the, the, the the ICO boom, right yeah. after, then Quant uh, came to the party, and it's hard work. And it seems like you're like they're lagging all the time. Quant, I mean, when it comes to the market, right? So like all counter yeah. counter trading. Curious to see what what Galileo will do. Nothing but the love to them. Rises from the ashes, right? Yeah. Shout out to them. Keep it up, guys, and uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, step by step. Definitely. Um, other projects, um, I don't know. Yeah, well, I know from my my work history, uh, Backify, Backify is still there, the cashback company. They have now integrated with Coin Metro, meaning that you can now get your cashback in crypto, meaning you can get your cashback in QNT, Bitcoin, whatever. Uh, all you need to do is connect your Coin Metro and your Backify account, um, and then you can enjoy your cash back uh, in in crypto, which is uh, which is really cool. Um, other cool. things, I, I am not following other things. Oh. <laughs> and neither and neither should you. This is the Coin uh, Show. Yeah, I think um, we did give you a nice Christmas present. Sadly, yeah. not based on an update, but hey, we are back and we are going to do this once a week in Dutch. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, once every two weeks in Dutch and once every two weeks in English. And yeah. you'll hear yeah. more from us. Is there for sure. Else? No, thank you so much for your support. And I just looked in the Dutch episode already at 126 views. Uh, in one day, which is pretty cool. Um, love the engagement. Yeah, leave a comment, like, subscribe, all those beautiful things. Share it around, around your Twitter, give us a tag. And if you want to be on the show, if you have something interesting, share or not. Just want to grab a drink, we can do that as well. Um, let us know and um, check out our website, thequamfyshow.com.nl. Quamfishow.com, thequamfishow.com. We bought them all, and <laughs> you'll uh, you'll find us there. There's a contact form if you have any questions. Love you guys. Hope you have a wonderful um, year's end. How do you say that? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Christmas. Uh, Quantmas. Qu- yeah, Quantmas, and then Quantmas. New Year's Eve because we're going to be back with season two in January after we recovered from New Year's Eve. Hopefully we'll still have all our digits. And uh, we'll catch you then.